Hi, everybody. It's Jill. And this is Mel. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Hey, Jill. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Well, I guess happy Thursday to our listeners. To our listeners, it is Thursday. To us, it is in fact Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Which honestly is great fucking timing considering the article that came out yesterday. Like it's given me some time to digest. How about you? Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like we just have to dive straight in because this article was bananas. So if you haven't heard, Tom Sandoval did a New York Times magazine article talking about the scandal and all of these things. And when I say the shit he said was unhinged, like it has never seen a hinge. It will never see a hinge. It is just so out of pocket. It's insane. I I couldn't believe what I read, if I'm being truly honest with you. And for those of you who don't know, Like what the article and what he said, the New York Times interviewed him and he made a comparison of himself to O.J. Simpson and George Floyd in terms of pop culture moments. And he was like, it's a weird comparison to make, but like it's kind of similar or something like that. And it's just... So out of touch, like I'm floored. And in the article, so I I did read further than the quote here. Mm -hmm. The author immediately says he looks over to her pup to his publicist, who, by the way, is 23 years old and has, and I quote, a background in crisis PR, end quote. What 23-year-old has experience in crisis PR? Zero. Zero. Like, they took a class on it in college, and that is their experience. And that's not saying that, like, they don't have, like, the rules of, like, engagement when it comes to crisis PR. They don't know anything about crisis PR. I'm sorry. You just don't. Um, Also, I saw that this person had, like, his PR agent had said that they had watched VPR since they were in middle school. Oh, yeah. She was a straight-up fangirl, which is, I think, why she got the job. But on top of that, so the article goes on to say that he received a phone call the next day from Bravo executives, and then a... No, excuse me, from either his agent, and then the following day after that, Bravo executives. Regardless... That was my husband, everybody, who's being very sweet and bringing me some food. Some very delicious smelling food, by the way. (laughs) Um, But 
essentially trying to squash it because they caught wind of what Tom said. And then he goes on to post an Instagram story apology, which is a bullshit apology. It's not a real one because if you were really sorry, it would be a goddamn grid post, in my opinion. It'd be a grid post. You'd put out a public statement through your people. Like an Instagram story is not no, the thing. Because it goes away. I also, it goes it away. It does go away. And he's, it's not like he's going to highlight that fucking. It's not like he has a highlight on his Instagram a pay- profile of like apologies. He fucking should. should. He should, but he does not. I also just want to say that. One point in the article, he says that he got more hate than Danny Masterson, and he is a convicted rapist, which Danny Masterson is a whole other fucking problem. And the only reason more people don't say shit about them is because they're terrified of Scientology. I would agree with that. But on top of that, I. My husband's looking for his iPhone. It's okay. We got a nice little jingle we in did. there. Um, where was I? We're talking about the Danny Masterson oh, of it yeah, all. Because Danny Masterson, nobody, when the, when he was charged with that, no one was really coming to his defense. I, I really don't think. No. And he also wasn't doubling down on on it. You know what I mean? Like he he shut the fuck up and he is in jail now for like 30 years. It's such he's a- in jail. He did like not plead guilty. He pled not guilty, but like he's in jail, but he shut the fuck up. And like, let's be really honest. Danny Ma- Masterson was not relevant no. anymore when any of this came out. No. So it's not like it came out during the height of the that 70s show. Correct. I think it may it could have gone differently, but it's such a different um, situation. It's just not a fair comparison, in my opinion. And and really, no. Tom could have come back from this, in my opinion, could have. And I don't think he can anymore. This was like the nail in the coffin for me. I just like that man has learned absolutely nothing. Not a goddamn thing. He should have been so apologetic mm-hmm. during this article. He should have taken accountability for his actions. There's so many things he could have done to take that first step because, like, frankly, the show is doing nothing to help him. No. Literally nothing. But he just goes on to just bitch about like the stupidest things. Like his new assistant does his work so he doesn't have to. But and who like says he's that? mad. He's mad that the the whatever other reality TV show he was on with JoJo Siwa. I don't remember what it's fucking called. Um Boot Camp oh or God. something. Whatever. It literally doesn't matter. He was like more oh, a special forces world toughest test. That's it. And he was like he felt like he was robbed because the producers made it look like he was eliminated before Jojo left voluntarily. And he's like, 
uh, they they said she lasted longer than me, but she definitely did not. And I'm like, literally, dude, this is the thing you're fucking talking about right now. It's also fucking editing. Because when you're in a reality contest show, it is common knowledge that shit does not get put in. It's also edited to look differently. Like, come on, man. Get over yourself. Like, that show had absolutely fuck all to gain from giving like that isn't the be all end all like nobody gives a fuck that wasn't you it's just stupid it's just so stupid it's like, so fucking stupid why has nobody taken his phone from him and said shut the fuck up say i'm sorry and close your mouth don't say another he goddamn just, thing uh, and he's like so he levies accusations against Ariana that she, quote, beat his ass after she found out. And then I'm like, she should. I probably would have backhanded the shit out of him. Like. I, yeah. I, I won't lie. I may have. I would have probably chucked something at him if it had been me. A hundred percent. And then he, the last thing I want to bring up, because I just felt like it was so unhinged was the whole section where he talks about his plans to cash in on the drama and how everyone else has gotten to do it. And he's like, oh, I should do a residency at Chippendales. And that's like, that's what he... Oh, yeah. You didn't get to that part? I didn't read the whole article. I read the bit where I stopped reading when he mentioned that, like, the producers and Bravo were reaching out to him. And I was like, it just... Let's circle back to that. Finish what you were saying, and then we'll circle back. No, that was all I was saying. Okay. I stopped there because it just confirmed to me that Bravo is... They just... They cover the guy's ass, all of them, on Vanderpump Rules. It's, It's so biased. And Lisa is the same way. And it's really annoying... And I've seen it floating around TikTok, but I I used to be a very avid straight up with Stassi listener. Um, And and so she did talk about some of this and address the fact that Rachel brought up on camera and that scene in the apartment when they're like together for the first time after everything kind of came out. She asked him on camera why did you film me? And his response was, oh, I I wanted you to see how beautiful you were. And he, they cut, they stopped filming. They get into an argument about it. And then he goes and runs to Bravo and says, I won't film if you keep that in there. And then they cut it. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's just such an example, and it's happened so many times. You're doing a rewatch. They had to have known mm-hmm. that Miami Girl was absolutely true. They had to have. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kristen was yeah, working I mean, with the fucking producers. I know. It's fucking bullshit. And, like, don't get me wrong. I think Kristen was a little unhinged oh God, when yeah. it came to the whole Miami Girl situation oh yeah do not get me wrong but she was right Mm -hmm. and you know what and here's the other thing 
Tom likes to bring up the fact that all the other people have done this shit before. Like, you're all cheaters and whatever. Here's the thing, though. James, like, has definitely grown as a person and acknowledged that what he did was bad. Um, Jack's, his, like, MO is to apologize, apologize, apologize. But at least when he's caught, he stops fucking lying and he owns up to it. And he tells you all the disgusting details that you don't necessarily need to know. But you have to because you just need to know all the dirt. But, like... And he'll tell you. He'll like, tell he gave Stassi every detail about the two times yep. he hooked up with Kristen Doty. Yeah. Like, and, and he, it's gross. But he's. No one needed to know any of that information. Yep. But when he's backed into a corner and he's caught in his lies, Jax will own up to it. But also, no one. I don't. I, again, I'm only in season three. But Kristen and Stassi are not friends. Katie and Kristen are not friends at this point. And yeah. I don't know if she works her way back in, but like, they're not friends. They kind of go in and out of being friends. But, but, but you know what I mean? But it's like, no one is shocked or surprised that they are not friends. A hundred percent. Nobody's surprised. But, you know, at least... Yeah. I guess my thing is, is like Jack's as shitty as he is, at least owns up to it. Sandoval is so obsessed with looking good on camera. It's gross. It's so gross. It really is. I, it's like disgusting. He, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just add on while we're talking about it. So I have not listened to the whole episode. I, I heard snippets on TikTok. On Rachel's most recent podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue, she talks about how everyone, there's like misconceptions out there. And she says she knows a lot of people think that she and Tom were together when he gave all that money for their engagement party. Do you remember, like, do you remember me telling mm-hmm. you about this? Like, paid for a big Not. chunk of it? Mm-hmm. So she was asked him apparently like, so were you into me back then? He was like, no, it was COVID and it was a really slow season. And so he was like, it would just look really good on camera if I was like really invested in this. That's all this guy fucking cares about is looking good on camera. That's it. All about the storyline for him. Yeah. And that's why I think he brings up the fact that he wants to cash in on it. But what he doesn't understand is that, like, he may have been able to do that had he owned up to his shit, but he still won't do it. And and Ariana, I think at first it was a little bit petty, like, but it was fun. You know what I mean? It was like not awful shit. And then she no, moved. like the Duracell commercial. That was funny. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but honestly, she really hasn't spoken about him unless she had to. And it was mm-hmm. part of her fucking job. Yep. So she really has moved on with her life. And honestly, like her being on Broadway, I've heard her saying, I've I've seen the clips. She's a great singer. And the fact that Sheena and Tom 
are the ones who get the like who are out there singing for the masses is ridiculous when she's actually talented. And I'm super proud that she like was able to achieve that dream. That's fucking awesome. And she deserves it. Absolutely. I'm super on board with this. Like, I just don't understand any of this from a he's just out like I think he why do we continue to allow him to be a presence in media like we need like it's fine for him to be on the show but like don't give him there's so many better things to give article space to than Tom motherfucking Sandoval agreed now I will say this I think it's time that Bravo pulls the plug and I really think Tom, Tom Sand, even if they don't pull the plug on Vanderpump, Tom Sandoval should not be given a spotlight anymore. In my opinion, like he just it's so disgusting at this point. It's ridiculous. However, I'd rather have Jax come back. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, however, there was also another article with the executive producers of the show. And. It seems like they're prepping the press for this to be the last season. I honestly, I feel like if it hadn't been for the scandal, last season probably would have been the last season. I agree. It, like it was going to end on a like a very much like everyone's off doing their own things and living great lives kind of situation. Yeah. And like, that's what I want for them. I want everybody to be doing successful, like being successful and doing what they love and like happy in their lives. And like, you know, I, I want that, ha- like not the happily ever after, but like the happy for now ending yeah. for this show. And I'm, I'm very open to that, but we have, Potentially 20 more episodes to watch. So I can't wait. Should we get into tonight? Yes, let's start. All right. We'll be right back. We're back. Indeed. So um, interesting first conversations. Yes. Yes. I think we're uh, starting to see where this season's going to go. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. we open with James. I mean, they do some like opening quick shots of everybody. I'm not going to go over that. Um, we open with James getting ready for the pool party, which had zero like um additive to the episode. But I'm just going to say he mentioned a grocery store that I used to go to all the time when I lived in California. <laughs> Californians. She apparently loves Vons. I loved the Vons in my. Oh my god, it was great. She doesn't agree. It was fine. Do you know what I do? What else I miss about California? In and out. Yeah, but I'm in grocery store. Trader Joe's. You don't have Trader Joe's in Florida? No, not where I live. Did you live near the bougie area? Like. Trader Joe's hasn't made it here. Aldi just got here. Mm, Aldi has its moments. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we moved on to Katie and Ariana, where we had a very interesting conversation about a fucking Lyft driver. The Lyft driver. The Lyft driver. What are the odds? That's bananas. I've never gotten a duplicate driver ever in my entire life. I don't think me either. Me either. 
And and they what live in odds? way bigger cities than you and I have ever lived in. That's insane. I can't believe that. I mean, I'm sure they're always doing like Lyft Black, Uber Black, like top tier stuff. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I would. Well, I take that back. If I was on a reality show, I would. If I had Mm -hmm. money like they did, but was not on a reality show, I would probably not. I would would still take the cheaper one. (laughs) I probably would never do pool. No. I don't do pool very often now. I'm not going to lie. I've never done pool. I don't think I will. Actually, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't like to go alone. Let's say that. I don't like to be in a Lyft no. or an Uber alone. I think I've done it by myself exactly once. Maybe like two or three times. Maybe. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So then we go to Lisa's house, which is Mm -hmm. so. What's the word? Lush. Yes. Over the top. Yeah. There's a lot of gardens. There's a lot of flowers. There's a lot of crystal. There's a lot of like fancy schmancy things. Can you imagine how much money she spends on flowers? No, I don't. I don't want to imagine. That's crazy. Because like it's probably more than what I make in a year. Oh, definitely more than what I make in a year. By the, judging by what she had on that table, which was probably a few hundred dollars minimum, if not like close to a thousand bucks. Like, and she's Jesus Christ, she's always arranging flowers when people comes to her house. Like, does she have some side? flower arranging thing I don't know it's probably just the thing that she can do on camera that like doesn't make it's like better than smoking do you know what I mean like when you're filming things like this you need people to have something to do with their hands some kind of like activity that's why they have so many like lunches on reality TV like this is because you need something for the people to be like doing while they're having these conversations and so Arranging flowers is just how Lisa Vanderpump keeps her hands busy okay. during during these convos. Well, look at that. That's why she always asks for a cup of tea. I learned something new. I didn't know that. Yeah. Very smart. Okay, cool. So um, initially, or so Lala and Sheena show up. And initially, mm-hmm. Sheena is saying exactly what you and I were saying just a few minutes ago mm-hmm. about how... Tom needs to stop doubling down and take some fucking accountability. Mm-hmm. Which was great. And but then Lisa said something to Lala. She was like, everybody's piling on Tom. And she's like, it's really easy for everybody to do that. But she's like, your life is going swimmingly. And I was like, hold the fucking phone. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Like, no. I would argue her life is harder in a different way. Mm-hmm. I just I, I thought that was so it was such a bullshit comment from Lisa. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite comment. I I understand where 
Lisa is coming from. She's essentially trying, like, I think in her dream world, she'd love for the whole group to get back together and everybody be friends again. But I think that's unrealistic. But ultimately, I think she would be satisfied if they could coexist in a way where no one's taking digs at each other. Because she is, I, I very genuinely think she is worried about Tom's mental health. I agree. I agree. I think I'm not going to say that Tom's not having those thoughts or feelings or anything like that, because I don't know. I'm not in the man's head. But if he is, I do think he's using it to gain sympathy on the camera. Oh, 100 percent. So but I don't agree with Lisa when Sheena starts crying because of how long she and Tom have been friends and how this is like really difficult for her to be in this like in the middle of this situation and she's like well doesn't that make it easier to forgive him and I'm like incorrect it makes it harder harder to forgive somebody if you've been such close friends and they do something so despicable like how can you forgive them well not only that but she also we're kind of jumping and we're going to come back to Lala here in a second because she said some interesting stuff as well. But mm-hmm. Sheena, like, <sighs> sorry, I need to gather my thoughts. Like, <sighs> Sheena talks about how, like, is it worth losing Ariana trying to help Tom? Yes. And I gotta be honest. I. It's a real question. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I would argue like Ariana deserves Sheena's friendship more. I would make that argument too. They've been best friends for years. Like Ariana came onto the show partially because she was friends with Sheena. Yeah. So why like just because you've known Tom longer doesn't mean you owe him your loyalty. Like, you owe that man exactly zero things. He put you in a really shitty situation. A really Mm -hmm. shitty situation. And I feel... Repeatedly. I feel for her to an extent because it would definitely suck to be in her position. But I do Mm -hmm. think that Sheena is kind of making this about her a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do want to say something, though. There was a clip in the pre- like recap that they do at the beginning of the episode about how like Tom was confronting Sheena, talking about him on podcasts and stuff. So Rachel goes rogue. Her, I don't know where it was posted, TikTok or Instagram, posted a video of Sheena multiple times talking about Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval, Tom Sandoval. It was so good. And it was very much a like, "Mm, who's capitalizing here? And I would think that that's I think that's a fair representation because Sheena has not stopped talking about this at all. Not even a little bit. No. And like, Do I think it's like the greatest take she's ever had? No. But honestly, more power to her. Take it. Capitalize on it. Make your bank off this. Capitalize. Like, 
cash out on the drama, get more listeners to your podcast, get more people to follow you on Instagram. Like, but maybe don't what use the fuck ever. But maybe don't use this as your storyline this season. I don't think it's a flattering look because guess no. what? Guess what? This is old Sheena come back from the fucking mm-hmm. dead. Miss wishy-washy. I have to be friends with everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. no, honey, this is the time to draw the line in the sand. Mm -hmm. It really is. A hundred percent. But she's not really willing to do that. So whatever. But back to Lala. Yes. So I really feel for Lala because I thought she had the most honest and emotionally healthy response out of everybody. Because she Mm -hmm. fully recognized that she was probably projecting and being like too harsh on Sandoval and didn't take into account his feelings. I thought that was a really great introspection on her behavior. Yeah. And she openly admitted to not considering Tom Sandoval's mental health in all of this and I appreciate her taking ownership of her actions and being like you know what I, I wasn't thinking about that yeah absolutely I understand where her reaction came from but I also like you really appreciate that she's able to have that self-reflection and understand why it might have been a little off base nobody's perfect and I don't do I think Tom deserved absolutely every piece of hate that he got probably not was it blown out of proportion absolutely but i don't think he's sorry i really don't and i think people can see that and that's the problem it's really put it's it's made it crystal clear who tom sandoval really is Yeah, as a person who's only in season three of a rewatch of the entirety of Vanderpump Rules, looking back at, you know, the end of him and Kristen's relationship, it's really interesting because Kristen really shoulders a lot of the blame. She does. For that breakup because she ends up sleeping with Jax. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Even though it's very well known before the season starts that he had slept with a bottle service girl in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it comes out that like many, many years ago, he had kissed Ariana in a pool at the Golden Nugget. (laughs) I had to add that I'll in there because there's an important detail. And then the way he delivers it too. Oh my, oh god. my god. It's priceless. Yes, I kissed Ariana three years ago in the pool at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> Nugget. And Stassi's like, ew. And he's like, I love that place. Okay. Like, Shut up, Tom. I actually do think I always thought it was like what? And then I had friends stay there and I was like, holy shit, this is actually like relatively nice. It is like arguably one of the nicest hotels on Fremont Street. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think it's like that in the D. Yeah. I the D is pretty nice. Yeah. That's an experience. Uh, that's a in terrible itself. hotel name. 
considering internet culture, but I'm pretty sure it's been there longer than the joke has been on the internet. So (laughs) maybe they did it on purpose. I, yeah, I don't know, but Fremont is fun. It's if you go to Vegas, go to Fremont street, beer is cheaper. There's a lot of good fun things going on. It's a little, it's like, it's, it's like old Vegas from when I was a kid and we used to go to Vegas all the time where it's like the middle class drunken oh, yeah. people. This is epic people watching. If you like to people oh, watch, this is the place to go in Vegas. A hundred percent. You will see things that you <laughs> never see anywhere else. Like I can't Mm-mm. even begin to describe it to you. Oh man. It's fun. Cool, weird. Things you could live your whole life never seeing ever again. Yeah, things that make your eyes you want to gouge them out. And like my eyes might be bleeding. Yeah. But your nails are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. They're press-ons are from Webnetic, not sponsored. They're so cute. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a big press on nail girly. Can you, what can I say? Can you send me the link to those, please? Yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, are you ready to jump back in? Yeah, let's jump back in. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. I feel like a news anchor. <laughs> Welcome like to Good something. Morning America. Joking. Not Good Morning America. I just, that was the first thing that came out. <laughs> <laughs> First thing that came to mind. Well, because stay classy, San Diego. Yes. <laughs> I'm Veronica Morningstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay. Uh, so we're at the pool. Pool warming. We're at the we're at the pool warming, not the house warming. The pool so warming. Cute. So um Allie's comment about Schwartz and the plants. <laughs> She's like, I do think I need a gardener. <laughs> Schwartz. Allie, you can just let the plants die. It's fine. <laughs> Schwartz is a plant daddy. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. And I I'm love. Glad he has a hobby. Oh, yes. That's good. And I bet you he's wearing his muumu while he does it. <laughs> the Moo lives. The Moo oh, lives I, for a while. Uh, Mel. Uh, for those of you mm-hmm. who don't know, in the earlier seasons, Schwartz wears the Moo because he likes it. Like a lot. Like him and Katie would wear it with each other. <laughs> I'm glad he feels really comfortable in whatever clothing he puts on his body. But like this man was a model. (laughs) Do you know what? This is the thing. Out of all the dudes on the show, like I find Schwartz the most attractive. Oh, I don't agree with you on that. Okay. But who? I hate your face right now. I think I know who you're going to say. 
Jack. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I hate myself a little bit oh, for it if it counts god. for anything. No, listen, I hate myself a little bit about Schwartz too because he's such like he's such a wet blanket. It's so okay, annoying. but like, let's be honest. You might like the look. Of shorts, you would never sleep with the shorts. Never. You would sleep with Jacks. Yep. If we were gonna go person, like if you could swap person, like this is terrible. Like I'm very happily married. This is single Jill. Okay, that we're this is yeah single us are talking right now. Yeah. Happily married us are in the closet. Yeah. No. Um. Definitely. Jax's personality, Schwartz's body, in a fucking heartbeat. Like, yeah. right up my alley. Like, I did not marry an asshole. I will say that, like, my husband is amazing. He is the sweetest man in the world. I love him so much. But, like, my, quote, type was asshole. <laughs> I can attest to this. To the point where, like, some of my really good male friends are assholes. Like, you, you, you think assholes are funny. I do. <laughs> and it's just, you just think it's funny and you I think you also get like maybe a smidge of validation with being like the asshole likes me probably probably maybe, maybe just a smidge yeah um but yeah J- Jax is not bad to look at no he's not he, he's not he would be number two he is just so ditzy though like I never knew ditzy could apply to a man (laughs) but there's no other way to describe him I can't wait till you get to the later season (laughs) because Brittany's not in the picture yet right Brittany is not in the picture yet. He is currently with Tiffany, but he tattooed another girl's name on his arm. Can so I he just- got Stassi covered up and tattooed Carmen on his arm. But she just needs to stop. Can I just don't tattoo names on your body? <laughs> Can I Does just- he do it more? I don't think so. I actually think this was, uh, maybe. I don't know. I Hopefully think he's that this was lesson. the last of what we saw on the show, but who knows? But yeah, it's been years. So Jax is also phenomenal TV. Okay. Um amazing TV. And and not in amazing. a manipulating not sorry. Not in a manipulative way like Sandoval. Very no. much in like that's just who he is, and he makes great fucking TV. <laughs> He's just entertaining. Yes. Like I think it was like season two or season three and he nobody hears from him all weekend. And it's because he was in jail because he like somehow didn't finish community service on a warrant that he had had yeah. like 10 years prior. Wait, <laughs> he's like, has he been arrested in Hawaii yet for no. stealing? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still so 
sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> it's early on, so it's probably this season. <laughs> it's probably coming up. I'm, they haven't gone to Hawaii. Is it? They just went to they they went to Cabo. Is it Stassi's birthday yet? Oh God! Don't get me started on fucking Stassi's. I'm pretty birthday. sure it happened on a Stassi's birthday trip. Oh God! I the word birthday stopped having any meaning no, it's during so like funny. the two and a half episodes that go around her it's birthday in birthday. season two. Oh my god! <laughs> fucking what makes me want to hit her in the face with a chocolate? She gets like, so much oh better. God. I promise. I'm I'm gonna hold out and see, but right now, straight in the face with a chakla. I I love her, but then my new favorite female. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Ariana. I also love Lala. She's my absolute favorite. Lala's my absolute favorite. But Katie is absolutely fucking killing it. She's probably like my second favorite on the show. If I'm being honest, Katie's just like not dramatic. Now that she's not Tequila Katie anymore. Yes. Yeah. She's not. There's no drama. She's just like, you are not worth my time. Yes. And she looks amazing. God, she had the best glow up after after her divorce. Yeah. She lost 160 pounds of dead weight. Do you think it was more on the ice? Probably like 180. I don't know. <laughs> I'm being generous. Okay. <laughs> okay we should get back to the episode sorry <laughs> we went off on a great tangent very related but tangent nonetheless okay hilarious nonetheless but not the point of the conversation yes okay so uh i'm gonna point out real quick the something about her float was adorable Amazing. Yes, I've seen reports that they have their permits now, so hopefully they'll open soon. Um, I'm here for it. The jumping off the roof, the mom and me was like freaking the fuck out. Like, no, 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 no. no. Bad idea. Don't do that. That sounds like a great way to get a broken bone. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, So. We get a very quick scene of Tom Sandoval and Billy Lee going to a cold plunge place like which I'm guessing we'll see more of later because I didn't see the point in that I so I have done a cold plunge mm-hmm. at like a spa he's rating it like on intensity a 9 out of 10 my dude no it's a cold plunge. Okay. It's not that bad. Okay. I'm going to defend Sandoval here for a second because I fucking hate being cold. I, okay, you could not pay late. me enough to get in a cold tank of ice water. Fuck no. You're literally only doing it for five minutes. Mel, After that, it doesn't fucking matter. Nope, you get nope, used to nope, it. Nope. Mel. We talk every fucking morning. What did you say to me this morning? What did you say to me this morning? I said that if it wasn't a morning in the wintertime, would you not be cold? Exactly. I'm always cold. I'm like a fucking lizard. I'm always cold. So no, be, I would, uh, no, nope. Couldn't get, no, you could not pay me to get into a bath of ice water. You're crazy. You just 
seemed over dramatic to me, especially well, yeah. with Billy's like faces. Oh, that was that weird. Was making. I'm like, this is this is not this big of a deal. I'm it's a, a fucking cold plunge. I'm, like, can we take it down a notch? I'm assuming there was some kind of side conversation they had that w- did not make it into the cut, but. It was like she was surprised that he was holding his breath or like went fully under or I don't know. But the faces were weird without the context. We were missing context, but they were very weird. Yeah, way too intense. Okay, moving on. So we go back to the pool party and Allie and Lala have a conversation about James's sobriety, Mm -hmm. which I thought Lala was being super respectful about. Approaching Allie and saying, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Give me your feedback. And I love mm-hmm. the fact that Allie encouraged her to do so. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I really did. Yeah. I really respect Lala a lot in her sobriety journey, in her wanting to support her friends who want to be sober. Um, mind you, James is California sober. So instead of drinking like beer or alcohol, he had like an a THC beverage yeah. instead. Yeah. Which to each their own. You know what I mean? It's not like sobriety. Sobri- I mean, Lala addressed this, but you know. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's not listen, James doesn't need to drink. Like, I'm going to no. state my opinion on that. Like, it, he, I don't think he needs to drink. He's a much better person when he doesn't. And if he's okay and not the same person when he smokes weed that he is when he drinks. Cool. Cool. Um. So then we see Lala and Schwartz have a very interesting conversation as well. Hmm. thoughts what are your thoughts so I do appreciate that Lala instigated that conversation mostly trying to just say like hey I got a little too heated sometimes I feel like I have to fight other people's battles because I feel triggered it's not actually about me but I feel a little triggered. I didn't like the part where Tom was insinuating that like the that Ariana's reactions were coming from more of a place of ego instead of a place of hurt. I think she's setting a really firm boundary. And for somebody who doesn't who has not set a boundary like this before it can potentially feel like she's being holier than thou, but I don't get that vibe from Ariana at all. She's just very clear. She does not want to engage with people who are friends with Tom Sandoval. I think that that's an entirely fair thing of her to say and to set that boundary for herself, because I Mm -hmm. think what people forget about quote boundaries it's not necessarily for other people it's a boundary you've put up for yourself correct so like i don't see her telling other like she told schwartz like if you are good friends with him we cannot be friends yeah and but i i think in time maybe ariana will loosen that 
boundary potentially a little bit of like, I have no desire to be friends with Tom. I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to interact with him. I don't want to be in the same room with him. What you do on your own time when I'm not around has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I think she's capable of it because she didn't have any issues with Sheena being friends with Kristen when she got together with Tom. She really didn't. Yeah. Ariana's a really cool person. And I like, I think she is to an extent able to let things go. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if Schwartz would take more accountability for himself, I think we would be having a very different conversation. At, I agree. But I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think you're correct. I think time is going to give to soften her a little bit in that area. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think Schwartz specifically is a little bit different in her boundary right now because he was actively helping complicit. cover it up. Yeah. Yeah, he was complicit in the affair and he didn't have respect for her. He did not tell her what was going on and he absolutely could have and yeah. should have. I think and this he would his world would get a lot better if he would admit that. 100%. 100%. And I think that the fact that Sheena I, now Sheena's wobbling. We're seeing glimpses mm-hmm. of old Sheena. But Mm -hmm. I could see Ariana continuing to be friends with Sheena, even though she's kind of starting to forgive Sandoval, only because Sheena wasn't complicit in this. She had Mm -hmm. no idea. Sheena had no idea. idea. So I think that I I agree with you. It makes a huge difference that Schwartz Mm -hmm. knew and was actively helping to cover it up. I absolutely agree. So I do like that they apologize to each other, that Lala and Schwartz <laughs> apologize to each other. I thought that that mm-hmm. was big of both of them. I agree. Um, but I will say this. I realized in that entire exchange why I love Lala so much. And why is that? Because I have never felt more called out in my entire fucking life. <laughs> the timing of this episode is insane in my life. I, yeah. And you can attest to this. Like what Lala I said, I very, I am that person. Like, yeah, you are. I think you should listen to what Lala says, though, about letting some of that go. Definitely. I have. I agree with you. And it's, it is a difficult thing to do. It is a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to do. Like, I don't know about Lala. I am assuming that. But for me, it's a super big thing to do. However, I feel like I have actively made an effort to do that. And then and you're working on it for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm in a way better place than I was last week. I'll say that. Yes, I will just say and this goes for you and Lala and all of the people like the two of you let go or be dragged. True. It doesn't mean that 
Schwartz said something as well. I think for me personally, it's about like abandoning this person that I love. And I don't mm-hmm. want them to think that I'm abandoning them because I'm not. I don't think anybody would think that of you, though. The letting go part is what it is. It's like if- letting go is not the same as abandonment. Oh, girl. I like, listen, I know. Listen, I know all this. I have worked through this with my therapist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really have. Girl, I'm I am doing really fucking well in the letting it go department. I promise right now. So I'm just saying it. I very much identified with what she said, where you like mm-hmm. you see something and you just want to protect and you also like get triggered your own self and you mm-hmm. overreact. So I fully mm-hmm. just I knew exactly what she was saying. Melissa can attest my mouth jaw like just my jaw dropped and my eyes were just like jesus fucking christ (laughs) (laughs) you know it's almost like there might be some kernels of substance in this trashy tv show okay i saw the best take on tiktok and maybe it's because i'm biased okay but they said that some of the now the smartest part I'm gonna contest. They said some of the smartest people are reality TV junkies because it's like watching sociology in real life. It's a case study in different facets of things, depending on what show you're watching. And I could not agree more. I re- like it really mm-hmm. is. It's such a microcosm. Of this really did become a friendship. And I don't get me wrong. I fully understand reality TV is manipulated in certain situations. I get it. However, watching people react. Like I love the watching the people and trying to understand where they're coming from and see what they're saying. And it's like fascinating. And that is like a sociological, anthropological perspective. So I agree. (laughs) I hear that. I also think of like these trashy reality TV shows. It's almost like taking a break in your brain. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to put the same level of thought into VPR as I do into like Iron Flame. Like most of the books that I read it's really very relaxing to me because I can literally put VPR on. Like if I'm working from home, I can put VPR on while I'm working and it's not in like intrusive into my workflow. It is just this show that like things happen and I can, I don't even need to like have the visual component to it. I can just listen to it and kind of absorb all of the information. And it's so nice when something can replace the noise in my head i i i don't know if i have that same experience but i can totally see where you're coming from it makes sense because i have things like that i Mm. i think for me it's very much a like fascinating study in the way people behave Mm -hmm. oh it absolutely is and to quote John, he anytime I put a reality TV show on, his 
one statement is always, why do I care about these horrible people? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's great. Like, I know that reality TV is not for everybody. Mark really hates it. Fine. Fair enough. But I like have definitely had friends whose husbands are like, oh, this is just trash television. And then they start watching it and they get absolutely sucked in. Like Bravo Bros is a whole fucking podcast based off of this concept. It it is a whole thing, but Mark says he doesn't like reality TV. No, he really but does he watches not. things like Drive to Survive. Okay, fair. He likes reality TV. He doesn't like the traditionally feminized and marketed to female reality TV. I'm not going to lie. I would argue that's probably the only reality TV show I think I've actually watched, seen him watch voluntarily. Yeah, but he probably, if he likes Drive to Survive, he probably could get on board with like, I don't know if there's like a UK soccer version of the quarterback where it follows. So the quarterback is a reality TV show on Netflix that follows different quarterbacks in the NFL. But if they had one that was about players in a sport, he likes. Maybe. Maybe it's just not, it's just not his thing. It just really isn't like, I, Yeah. I'm just saying there's reality TV for everyone. Oh, oh it's yeah. It's been around for decades. I fucking love reality TV. I don't know why I people shit talk TV. it as much as they do. Okay, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> we're getting way <laughs> Should we get back to the we're episode? An hour in and we have only hit half the episode. We need to stop talking. All right, okay, let's go. We're, we're gonna go we're gonna go watch more of the episode. Okay, thanks. So we uh reconvened at the spa. With Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still feel like that whole scene was unnecessary. I feel like the only reason it's there is because if they didn't have Tom Sandoval do something, he wouldn't be in this episode. So I just have like two very brief things to say about it. First, okay. I will say I appreciate the fact that Billy Lee is being a good friend to Tom Sandoval, even though I think Tom Sandoval is being a piece of shit. I question Billy's motivation of trying to be a quote good friend to Tom when Tom has done absolutely despicable things to everyone he's ever had in his life. I do know that he stayed friends with her after she left the show, him, her and Ariana. So I, I don't, I don't really know enough to say that, but I do think it's a little self-serving because mm-hmm. she's on the show. So, but I appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that he has someone. Like, because if his thoughts are really true, then like he does need some people in his life. Yes. Okay. Moving on. So they have this whole like conversation about Rachel and about how he hadn't heard from her. Um, I was surprised to hear that he was only gone from that show, gone for that show for 10 days. I thought that it would have been much longer than that. 
Agreed. I was really surprised. So they, it's like a quick 10 days and then it's his birthday. Rachel apparently addresses on her podcast. She feels like at this point, so she had actively encouraged him to go on the show. Basically because he wouldn't leave her alone and she needed a break. And so she said she got a letter from him and he was encouraging her to leave the mental health facility. Because he said, I've never seen you so dependent on someone else or something else. And she her reply was that, well, I don't necessarily feel safe with myself with leaving, which good for her for recognizing, because I Mm -hmm. truly think that what she did was probably the healthier route, even though I don't think she's taking full accountability. She's Mm -hmm. light years ahead of Sandoval in this department, in my opinion. I don't disagree with you there, but, but, So she says in the podcast that she thinks at this point in the season, Sandoval is still under the impression that she's coming back to the show. So he is prepping for her to come back. Oh, I miss her. I love her. Which that was a weird comment about how like. I was, that's how I was so in love with her. And that's why it was so, no, no, that's not how that works. Like, no. Oh God. So then we move on to the pool. Sheena kind of like tentatively approaches Ariana about letting Sandoval. Talking to Tom. Talking to Sandoval. I don't, I don't really know. It doesn't go well. No. Not at all. No. I don't think Sheena's gonna like how this is gonna go. I understand where Ariana is coming from. I do. Here. I think that it is potentially a little bit short-sighted. Like, yes, Tom 100% created the situation and the circumstances in which he now feels badly about. Yep. But even if you are, you know, the master of your own demise, it doesn't mean that you deserve to feel that way about yourself. So he deserves she is required to care, though. Yes. Oh, a thousand percent. She doesn't have to forgive him. No obligation to give any fucks about that man. Mm -hmm. In the words of great Taylor Swift, <laughs> you don't have to forgive people. You don't. You can move no. on and you can move about your life. You just mm-hmm. become indifferent, but you don't have to forgive people. No, Ariana is in no way, shape, or form required to forgive. Tom Sandoval for a single fucking thing he ever did. Not at all. So then we come back to James and Lala. They're having Mm -hmm. a con. Like Lala comes over and he goes over to her house. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Got it backwards. Goes over and they start talking about sobriety. 
which I'm so glad. I love how Lala put it. Like they've grown up together and they really have on the show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I love that the two of them are where they're at in their friendship, even though it was a messy start. It. It shows so much growth and it shows like a true friendship, in my opinion. A hundred percent. So what did you think about why James decided to get sober? I think he's deluding himself right now, saying that it's for himself. To me, his reasoning sounds like it's for Allie. And unfortunately when you're talking about addiction and the reasons for stopping you you really can't do it for other people it will never stick i think that that is a distinct possibility however i do think that james is capable of recognizing that maybe he is the problem And so, oh, I think he does. But so maybe it was more because obviously we weren't privy. So to Mm -hmm. me, the possibility that he said to her, like, look, I recognize that this is a problem. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to get you to stay. I'm saying this because this is what I need to do to be a healthy person. Mm hmm. I think that that is also a possibility that that was the conversation that they had and it just wasn't conveyed that way on television. That's very fair. I think that that is a totally plausible way for how things went down. I want James to be successful in his sobriety. I do too. Because I think he is just so much healthier when he's sober. He's not a bad... Like, I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, deep he's down... He's really not. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's very much like Lala. Like, they care deeply about the people that they care about. Which gets mm-hmm. them into shitty situations sometimes. You know, and they make poor choices. But I think both of them recognize that those are poor choices. And they are both actively trying to grow from it. And so I love the fact that James, because Raquel did give him the ultimatum. And in that situation, it was very much. I'm doing it. So you don't leave thing. Mm -hmm. I don't get that from the two of them. Mm -hmm. I think Allie has no problem being like, I'm not putting up with this behavior. So I'm gone. Mm -hmm. But I don't see her saying like the ultimatum. Do this or else. Yes. I see her saying like, I'm not, I'm no, I'm good. Thanks. Bye. And I think Mm -hmm. James could potentially have the ability to be like, yeah, I need to make this change. So. Yeah. And I just also want to applaud James for being willing to have this conversation on camera. A thousand percent. Both because both him and Lala like being so honest about their sobriety journey. Like kudos mm-hmm. to them. A lot of bravery oh. comes in this and 
I'm sure part of the motivation is they're hoping that if they tell their story, it'll help other people who are looking to, you know, potentially speak in their own sober journey. So I just want to, you know, give him props there for sure. Definitely. Uh, Wholeheartedly. So then we shift to Schwartz. Oh, God. And Joe. I don't know anything about Joe. Oh, Joe. I was really not happy to see her. So she was friends with Kristen. And then, like, they had a big falling out because she is, like, inserting herself into this friend group, right? Like she wants to be on the show. Yep. She wants to be on the show. She's trying to get on the show and she got on the show. Like she was friends with these people and then like Katie included, Mm -hmm. they get divorced. And then all of a sudden she's friends with Schwartz and not Katie. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what's going on? And then as Schwartz explains, oh, I want to clear things up. She wasn't living with me. Like, Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was your fuck buddy and she spent the Mm -hmm. night a lot. Got it. I mean, he was single at the time, which is fair. I'm not knocking him for sleeping with somebody. That isn't the issue. It's her and this weird like. Vibe she's got going and the fact that Schwartz wouldn't admit it until he absolutely had to tells me I think he knows it'll cause drama yeah well also like it tells me how he feels about her because if you actually give a shit about somebody you're going to she not was an say easy that. lay uh-huh. let's be honest she was conveniently located and willing ding 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 exactly Exactly. But I also I'm, I'm going to say something like that's probably kind of a hot take. I cannot imagine Schwartz being a good lay, though. He would just make it awkward. You think so? Yeah, I he does not have a sexy bone in his body. He strikes me as lazy in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. He just wants to lay on his back and like watch you bounce. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's it means he's not a good lay. Gentlemen, oh. <laughs> take note. Yeah. That is not the definition of a good lay. It's not. It's really not. But I find it weird that he describes her as the light of his life and they had a whirlwind romance. Like, no man. She's your no fuck, fuck buddy. Buddies. She is your fuck buddy. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. being fuck buddies. Absolutely nothing wrong with having be a fuck, fuck buddy. buddies. By all means, get you some. I'm not mm. saying be a celibate man, but like no. call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade. Like be honest here. Stop like trying to flower it up. It, you don't have to turn that into a semi relationship to justify it. It's totally it's. 2024 literally societal changes have come to a point where like we don't care yeah we don't care i think it had more to do with like the group opinion of him but 
Well, he's not going to get... There's absolutely nothing he can do to make people's opinion of him worse at this point. There's, it's a short list of things he could do to make. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Speaking of the short list, one of them shows up. (laughs) Yeah. Tom Schwartz or Tom Sandoval. Sandoval shows up um, and they discuss Tahoe and then Sandoval Mm -hmm. throws himself a fucking pity party. Oh my God. Does he want to hear the song from the tiniest violin ever? Just it it was Oh my god. Like he's angry at Lala and Sheena for capitalizing on it. And yet he also talks out of the other side of his mouth and is like, Oh, I'm the reason the show's relevant. You should be thanking me. Like, you can't have no. it both ways, sir. You can't. No. He's just mad that he didn't come out looking good at all. No. And he has not been able to cash in on this. No, because he cannot stop putting his fucking foot in his mouth. If he could shut up, he might survive it. But he just keeps adding to the fucking pile. He's such an idiot. If he had shut up for a summer. Even even one summer. Even Schwartz has learned his fucking lesson. Like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, I I remember Katie Maloney commenting after, like, kind of after all this broke last year. And she was like, can you say media training? Like, when, when Schwartz was on Watch What Happened Live. And, like, it's true. It was mm-hmm. fucking god awful. And I I think he learned his lesson to relatively... Shut the fuck up. And he has absolutely been more vocal in holding Sandoval accountable. Like, mm-hmm. just like he did in the episode. Absolutely. And I think he could be a little bit stronger. Definitely. That line that he is holding with Sandoval. But the fact that he's holding any line with Sandoval at this point, I feel like is a win for Schwartz. A hundred percent. It's an improvement. It is definitely an improvement on his behavior. So, like, I would very much like to see him continue in this direction. A hundred percent. Because, like, Sandoval fucked up and he no one is going to thank him. No, I think every I think what Sandoval is missing is that 100 percent of the people on the show would rather have had the show end than have their th- this bomb go off in their friend group they they don't they didn't want this to happen i don't think any of them wanted it to happen they're gonna capitalize on it but at the same time this may sound terrible but it's kind of like divorce where mm. in the moment it is awful and it's excruciating and it doesn't really matter what side of it you're on whether you're the one doing the ending or the you're you're the one being left Mm -hmm. like it doesn't really matter it's still a relatively painful process for both parts like unless you've done a lot of therapy or something i i don't know Uh, it you feel a lot of feelings but i just i don't know 
I don't know. I'm going to stand by my statement of I feel like the entire group would have rather had this bomb not happen. They would have <sighs> rather him not cheat on Ariana. I think with Raquel, Rachel for seven months behind everybody's back. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Like nobody is going to say that. Like, yeah, that's great that that happened. But I do think that Ariana will eventually look back at those things and being like, it was fucking awful and it was hell to live through. Sorry. This is what I was like. I lost my train of thought in the middle of it. This is where I was going with it. She it's awful. It really is when you're going through it. But looking back, you're like, it was the right thing to happen. Like it was kind of the best thing to happen to her. Oh, for sure. Hindsight is twenty twenty, And the further away from the, the breaking of that scandal she gets, the more and more perspective she will have on it and the whole group will have on it. And they will be it will come to a point where it's like you don't regret it. And you're almost like a little bit grateful for it because yeah. it led to other things. Yes. But there I don't think there's enough distance yet for everyone to feel that. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that there's enough distance now, but I think it's important to keep that perspective in mind. It doesn't feel that way right now, but it it will feel very different in the future for all of them, I think. Yeah. But for Tom Sandoval to think that people should be thinking him now is delusional. Delusional. Like, I don't know which circle of the Lululand he lives in, but it's a deep one. Very much so. Like seventh level, like seventh level of hell, seventh level of delusion. He is (laughs) deep in (laughs) Delululand. Deep in Delululand. All right. Are you ready for this last part? I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Well. (laughs) The episode is now complete. Now complete. Um, We start off with Sheena. Mm -hmm. Would you like to say something? Why the fuck was Tori the wannabe nanny? Asking the toddler if she does Ozempic shots. I think it was a very poor taste joke. I agree. I think we need to um, <laughs> it was so analyze bad. what we talk about with our children. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, I'm like, you're so convinced that this is the, the in-between girl. It is. This is this is the love triangle that we have seen previewed on the show between Katie and Schwartz. Oh, God. This is we're not there yet. We're not there yet. This is the girl, though. It's the same hairstyle. Like it's distinct enough that you cannot not see it. I have will be honest. I've only watched like the full season thing like once. So, like, I don't have, I have a very good memory. I don't remember the hairstyle of the woman. Oh, Tom Schwartz and Katie Katie kissing this girl is seared in my brain. (laughs) It is not seared in mine. It's seared in my brain. So anyway, 
Anyway. So Sheena and Brock, like moving on. Sheena and Brock go on a double date with Allie and James and they go to dinner, mm-hmm. apparently to yep. occupy their hands. <laughs> now that you know it, you'll never unsee it. You're so right. You're so right. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how Lisa asked Sheena to kind of go easy on Sandoval. Mm-hmm. And James does not seem like he's on this train initially or at all. No, I didn't get that vibe at all during that conversation. And I understand where Allie is coming from of like, it's like we can have empathy for somebody who fucked up their life. Uh, yes. To an extent, but I will be honest, I would have a lot more empathy for someone who was genuinely apologetic about mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen that. I'm way more apt to forgive Rachel, even though like there's still shit that I don't necessarily agree that she says with. But at least she is clearly working on herself. Yeah. And like in Allie's defense, like she openly admits to having not had a conversation with Tom. True. So she doesn't know that he's not taking ownership of fucking anything. Absolutely. And she also acknowledges that like he didn't do anything to her. No, he didn't. So I do find it funny that Sheena was like, we're not team Ariana. I'm sorry. There you are. Pretty sure you made that explicitly clear that you are team Ariana. Also, there's nothing wrong with being team Ariana in this situation. Who is really, honestly and truly, team Tom Sandoval in the I cheated on my long-term girlfriend for seven months with somebody she considered I a close friend? don't know. No one is on that side. I don't like know. literally no one. Like if you made a nonprofit, no one would donate to it no. because no one is going to vote yes on that. I don't get it. I don't get the women who are like defending him, throwing themselves at him. It's just like gross. Okay, but like there's people who like get in relationships with like federal prisoners and serial killers. And like somehow, yeah, there's people who do that. There's people who marry serial killers after they've been convicted of being a serial killer. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, (sighs) some girls have a bad boy streak they just cannot cure. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Uh, So we end the episode with James showing up to Vanderpump Dogs, expecting to have a conversation with Lisa about Tom Tom Sandoval. And we get to see him be reunited with Graham. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I listened to Rachel talk about James being a bad dog owner. And doing some bad behaviors. And I think probably some of that is true. Like playing roughly or incorrectly with the dog can inadvertently teach them to bite people. I totally get that. But to me, it is explicitly clear that James loves that dog. And oh, 100%. That was a real reaction that I saw. I don't I don't think he was mm-hmm. expecting to see 
Graham that day. I really think he thought he was walking in to talk to Lisa about Tom. Yeah, you can see all the tension in his body when he walks in. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as as soon as he realizes it's Graham coming down the stairs, you see all of those walls of defensiveness crumble. Definitely. Definitely. It was a very sweet scene. And I I think Lisa was honest about how the dog came about. She didn't go into like explicit details, but I think she mm-hmm. was honest. Like they were contacted by a different rescue because mm-hmm. he had bitten other people. And mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes with Allie and her cat. Maybe not the best way to <laughs> introduce preview, a dog. It looked like Mr. Banks wasn't a huge fan. Yeah. But, you know, I, it seems from what I see of James and his reaction, I think he will do his best to mm-hmm. make sure that that situation works and to work with Graham so he's not a danger to other people. A hundred percent. And like as a person who owns a dog and two cats and I own a dog that people are afraid of because she is big. She is black. She has a very scary sounding bark, which some of you have heard in the background of this podcast. She's best friends with my 10 pound cat. Yeah. So it is totally doable to have. And like she absolutely has the power inside of her body to be very dangerous to my two cats. I don't think she'd ever actually do anything to intentionally hurt them. No, you can. I just don't see it. And and I think Graham is probably one of those dogs who's probably been played with incorrectly. Probably was Mm -hmm. reinforced some bad habits, but he does not seem like a vicious dog to me. No, no. And a dog trainer could probably do a world of good in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we haven't met the dog, but no, you know, I from what I have seen, it seems like something that can be worked with. And Mm -hmm. I'm so happy for James. He just looked really, really happy in that scene. And that made me glad for him. Me too. I'm glad that we got to end on like a little bit of a happy note. Yes, definitely. Definitely. It was good to see. It was a good episode and we're getting ready for Tahoe. We're not quite there yet, but. Not quite. We'll see how it goes. really building up this Tahoe trip. So something must, must happen that is pretty juicy. You think so? I don't know why you would be putting like so much emphasis on a top on on this trip. Because it's they always do a cast trip. I feel like it like Real Housewives does this, too. Mm -hmm. Usually theirs is like towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So I'm not entirely sure, like why this happened in the middle. But Mm. I don't know. To me, it's just like. It's the it's the setting of the season. Mm-hmm. It's the situation. Yeah. It's Tom and Ariana and like who aligns with who. And it's just fucking awkward because I don't feel like it's like this every season. Mm-hmm. But I also am not entirely convinced that anything crazy happens. I don't know. The only thing we can do is wait and watch. <sighs> A whole other week. 
I know. I know. Good thing we have a lot of entertainment out of this. Oh my God. I, I can't wait. It's been phenomenal. And I can't like, I, I hope the rest of the season lives up to this. I've really been honestly enjoying it. I think they've taken the fallout. Like it's, I don't feel like it's too overplayed with the fallout from the scandal, but I feel like we're addressing it enough. Yes. But like, we're also getting more information about other things that are happening. Agreed. Like it's I not, think it's a good balance. Yes. It's not like the entire season is, is focused on it. Is it the overarching story? Yes, to an extent. But at the same time, like you're definitely refocusing on other characters and it's more about. I. People changing and growing Mm -hmm. is what I see. Mm -hmm. That's what I see, too. To me, that there's a big theme so far in this season of how much these people have grown in the time that they've been on the show. I think I keep saying that to you, like you watching the old seasons and then Mm -hmm. I say shit. I'm like, Oh, have you gotten to this yet? Have you gotten to this yet? And it's, Mm -hmm. and then I think back and I'm like, man, you know, they really all have come such a long way. Yeah. Honestly, just like, like I keep saying I'm only in season three of a full rewatch and just looking at how much Sheena has grown. Yeah. Which if I'm being super honest, least favorite cast member. It's allowed. Least favorite cast member. I'll say this. I thought she got a really raw end of the deal with her first husband. I don't know if you were there yet. So they're engaged. They are getting married in this in season three. Shay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk when I get there. So any final thoughts? Not about VPR. <laughs> but I am gonna throw a little F1 in here. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Because not this coming weekend, but the following weekend is the first race. It is. It's also coming up here shortly. Drive to survive. I know. We have not even come close to finishing Iron Flame, considering we've only done 10 chapters of that book. So we might have to up to like three episodes a week if we're going to stay on track. We might have to do that. Yes, we, we might. We might have to do that. But we might have to do that for a little while. I hope you guys join us for the F1. But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm glad that you're here for VPR. It's our best episodes yet, I think. I mean, I th- I feel like our reality TV binges are weirdly uh, popular with Sister Wives and now VPR. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting for sure. But I, um, I hope some of you who are coming from the reality show also find yourselves in our book talk community and our F1 yeah. community because they're they're great. 
They're lots of fun. Lots of fun. And they are spoiler-y. So if you haven't read the books, we definitely recommend that you do. Um, You're going to have a good time. You are. For sure. They're really good books. And it's not just because I'm trying to get more people to join the Sarah J. Moss pyramid scheme. (laughs) Trip. It's like everybody who reads an SJM book has to recruit three more people to read it. Well, as I like, I have a friend recently text me and say I was so wrong. It's so good. (laughs) I was really excited because I knew she'd like them. But I told her, I was like, they just get successively better. So you're in for a fucking great ride. I'm excited for you. It does give me really high standards for Akatar 6, which she is actively working on. I hope it's as good as the last one. Oh. Oh. And I finished Crescent City 3, and I'm not going to say anything else. I'm glad for you. I am making my way through Kingdom of Ash. I Where are you at? I'm st- I, I, I actually don't know the chapter. Um, What's she, happening? She's speaking to the Crokins. 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 The M- Manon is? Manon? Manon. 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 Not Manon, Manon. That's how well, that's how Audible says it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to end great and not terrible at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. So when I when I read the Throne of Glass series, uh, my really good friend Lily was the one who like got me into Akatar and helped. Me you know, why I started reading Throne of Glass. And I just very distinctly met, remember texting her saying, if anything happens to Abraxas, I will riot. You told me this. But it's really interesting that you're saying this right now. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I'm just saying. That was the line I drew in the sand was if anything happens to my flower loving, you know, protective. How to train your dragon. Sweet. Toothless. Baby cheeks of Braxis. Yeah. Wyvern. I'm going to riot. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So now, now everyone knows where my standards are. Screw all of the the human line characters. Line in the sand has been drawn. The line in the sand is is the sweet wyvern. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. If you want to check out what is coming up next on the pod, be sure to follow us over on Instagram. It's Mel and Jill Geek Out. Or if you have a suggestion of what we should geek out about next, shoot us an email over at Jill and Mel Geek Out at gmail.com. Again, my name is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye, guys. Toodles. Thank you.